Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyom. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in the middle of our analysis of the first Mishnah, the fourth and final chapter of Masachat Kiddushim, uh, Kiddushin, on Daf Ayin Amur Aleph near the top, Mamzeri, among those Yuchsin that were mentioned as making Aliyah from Babel. We had Kohen, Levi, Yisrael, Ger, Evan Meshukrar, um, we all, and Halal and Ger and Evan Meshukrar. We also had Mamzerim and Netinim. So the first question that the Gemara is going to try to solve is, how do we know that um, that there were Mamzerim who made Aliyah? Let's take a look. Mamzerim, Dichtiv, Aishmas, Sanbalet HaChoroni, V'Tuvya HaEved HaMuni. So they heard what happened, and they were some of the troublemakers. Uchtiv, Kira, this is when uh, when the Jews had made Aliyah and wanted to build a Beit HaMikdash, and they got in the way. Kira, Bimbi, Yehuda, Ba'alei Shvualo, so this this fellow was the chatan uh, of a Jew, all right. And now kasavar over, and this fellow is an Jew. So now Ovid Yisrael Vlad Mamzer, and Tuvia was an Evid. And so if he was his son-in-law, that means that the child born was a Mamzer. If you hold that a non-Jew has beer with a Jewess, the the child is a Mamzer. Now, that only works if you accept that principle. But if you say the result of such a union, the child is kosher, then how are you going to explain it? Who says that that uh, union produced any children? That's another question. And uh, third of all... Um, um, who says that they were in Babel and made Aliyah? Maybe they were in Israel the whole time. This is the text. Right. So there, these are the people who made Aliyah. From these particular places, we'll look at the names, and they were not able to say who their ancestors were, and their children were deemed not to be Yisrael. Now, why are they called Tel Melach? These are people who behave like stone, meaning wife swapping, etc. Why is it referred to Melach? Because it turned into salt. Tel Chursha, what's that? Tel Charsha, really? This is somebody who calls out to his father, and his mother silences him when he says, Daddy, because, of course, it's not his father. Again, the same kind of problem. They didn't know if they were Jewish. That's a reference to an Asufi, a foundling. Now, Keruv, Adon, Ve'imer, the name of these three towns, Keruv, Adon, and Imer, um... What is the drush on this? Adon. The Adon said, Master said, Ani you Yisrael Kikruv. I wanted Bnei Yisrael to be like the cherubs to me. And rather, they made themselves like a tiger, meaning a wild animal. The opposite piece, which is, even though they behave like an Amer, I still consider them like a crew. But either way, there's a reference to people who behaved inappropriately, and they have children who are bastards, and we don't know what the Yichas is. And so we see that Mamzeri made Aliyah. Now, um, th- that's the proof. Now there's going to be a relatively long agadic excursus on this. A man who marries a woman who's inappropriate for him. So picking up on that pasuk, it's as if he plowed the entire world and, and salted it, so nothing can grow. 
שנאמר, ואלה עולים מתל מלאך תל חרשה. If a man marries a woman because of money, the kids will be no good. They rebelled against God because they have foreign children. Maybe you'll think the money at least remains. Um, uh, the, uh, the, their, the month will eat up their portion. What does that mean? Maybe on his portion, but not her portion. All of their portions will be eaten up in a month. Maybe you think it'll take a long time till all of their assets are gone. So my mashma, how do you know that this pasuk is talking about that? One month comes in, the month is gone, and all their money is gone. Again, a man who marries a woman who is not appropriate for him. Eliyahu ties him down, HaKadosh Baruch Hu whips him. Tana al-Kulam, of any of these inappropriate marriages, Eliyahu kotev HaKadosh Baruch Hu chotem. Oy lo leposal zaro lefokemen mishpachto lonosei isha shein hongeret lo. Where there's a coin, a lady Yisrael, and he marries somebody who really shouldn't be marrying him, Eliyahu writes on a Kodesh Baruch who signs it, woe to somebody who has hurt his own family and his family lineage and married somebody inappropriate. Eliyahu Kofto, Kodesh Baruch wrote so, and then Eliyahu holds him down, a Kodesh Baruch ties him down, a Kodesh Baruch whips him. And anybody who declares, but that's all fine and dandy, but you who accuse somebody else, anybody who declares somebody else to be Pasul himself, is Pasul, and we'll see a story about that, and never says anything nice about anybody. And Shmuel says, usually when he accuses somebody else of something, that's the thing he himself is guilty of. Now here a story. Who governed him in Hardea? There was a fellow from Hardea, the Olive Emit Pachai, he went into the butcher shop, but Pumbadita, right? He went into Pumbadita, not his town. He demanded meat. They said, wait until the servant of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yechezkel, that's the great Rav Yehuda, who is the Rav of Bampumadita, till he comes in and takes his meat, Venetiv Lachlan will give you. Arman Yehuda Bar Shveskel de Kadimli. He made fun of his name and said, who is this Yehuda Bar Shveskel that's going in front of me? The Shakom in Kamoi. Azdu Amrulei the Rav Yehuda. They went and told Rav Yehuda that there was this guy from out of town who walked in and made fun of him. Shamti Rav Yehuda threw him in Cherem, because he's Mevazat HaMani Chachamim. Amrugil de Karuin Shiavdi. So then they told him, by the way, this guy always walks around calling other people Avadim. Achrizale, accusing people of being secretly Avadim. Achrizale de Avdahu. So then he announced, this fellow's an Evet, based on Shmuel's dictum. Moposel. Azalahu, Azman in the Dina, the comedy of Nachman. So this fellow sued Rav Yehuda, evidently for, uh, for labeling him that, and had Azmana to the Beit Dina of Nachman. Uh, um, who was, of course, the son-in-law of the Reish Galuta and had much more power. So he got the note, the invitation. So Rav Yehuda went to Rav Huna, who was his elder. Should I go or not? You really shouldn't go. You're a great man. But you're going to the Beit HaNasi. You're going to the Reish Galuta's house. For his honor, you should go. It's not nice to reject the summons of his Beit he saw that Rav Nachman was building a parapet around his roof. 
Don't you agree with what Shmuel said? Once you've been appointed to a position of honor in the community, you're not allowed to do any malacha in front of anybody, in front of three people. I'm just making a little fence. Not a big deal. So then Rav Yehuda pokes him further. Rav Yehuda continues to poke Rav Nachman. Why don't you want to say ma'akeh? That's the word in the Torah. Or machitza darma rabbanon, or call it a machitza, the rabbinic word. Why are you calling it this gundarita, this common name? So Rav Nachman ignored it and said, "I'm really yatimar akarfita. Sit down on a chair. Let me sunny safsal darma rabbanon. Why don't you like safsal, which is the rabbinic word? Oh, itztava damreinshi, itztava, which is the proper lingua franca word. I'm really lechumar etronga. Why don't you have some etrong, which is etrog? I'm really hachem or shmuel. Call them etronga." Tilta Baramut Rucha. He said anybody who says Etrong is a very haughty person. That's the way only very haughty people speak. Either you should say um, um either you should say um oh, Etrog call it an etrog, which is the, what the rabbis say. Oh etrog Damrinshu, what people say, etroga, but don't be so haughty like you gotta find your own word for it. Or Alishtimar Agavna. Uh, anavga, have some anavga, which is evidently asparagus juice. Why can't you call it asparagus? Or the regular word that other people use. Again, you're using your own fancy language. Let my daughter Dunag come and give you to drink. We're not allowed to let a woman serve us. So Rachman said she's a little girl. You're not allowed to use a woman at all, even a little girl. She shouldn't be hanging around with men. Do you want to send regards to my wife Yalta who's in the house? This, of course, is very confusing. Um, uh, and the concern, like Rashi points out, is if I greet her, she's going to greet me back, and I'm not supposed to hear her voice. Um, the, the Rishonim have a great difficulty with this, and one of the answers the Rashbal gives is that shalom, some sort of warm greeting, is different than just a regular talk, and that's why it might be classified as kol ervat. So you could send somebody as an intermediary. You don't uh, send regards to a woman. How about through me? Shmuel said, you're not allowed to do that at all. Okay. Um, so now Yalta sent the message, because he sure heard how much her husband was being uh, ridiculed by Rav Yehuda. You should really uh, let him have it. Uh, get rid of him. He's treating him like an Amar. It's like a commoner. Get rid of him. He said to her, so he said, why are you, uh, why, he said back to Rav Yudah, why are you here? You sent me an invitation, a summons. He said, after all, I don't even understand, I don't even know how to speak well with you, you're way ahead of me in regular discussion. Would I send you a summons? He took out the summons from his uh, cloak. He said, here's the man, here I am, and here's the invitation. So as long as you're here, let's talk about it. Let, let them not say that the rabbis are giving each other favorable treatment. Let's talk about the case. Find out what happened. You called the guy in Ebed. All right, let's see what's doing. 
Amarle, my time is Shamte Marla Ugavra. So Rav Nachman asked Rav Yehuda, please tell me why you threw that guy in Nechayim. The answer is Tzir Shlichad Rabbanon, because he abused or oppressed a messenger of the Rabbanon, meaning my servant. Venagde Mar, so give him Makot. To Rav Mangin, on the Mitzar Shlichad Rabbanon, Rav used to give Makot to whoever would abuse a Shliach of the Beitin. The answer is Da'adif Minei Avdila. I gave him something better than that. Chayim is better. So my time, Ma'achir is Maralei Da'avdahu. So second question, Rabbi Yehuda, why did you announce he's an Eved? It's one thing because you know his behavior, he was abusive, throw him in Chayim. Why did you announce he's an Eved? Amarle Duragel Dukarin Shiavdi, because he calls other people Avadim. Utani call a posel, pasul, ve'enum medaberi shrachali olam, v'yamashmuel mo pasul, the quote that we had earlier. Now, Amar Damashmuel, the Mechashlei. Rabbi Nachman said, Shmuel only meant it that we have to be concerned, maybe he's a pasul. I didn't say you announced with, with certitude that he's a puzzle. The other fellow came. So the other fellow came, his, his opposite number, the fellow he had accused, and said, You call me an Eved? I am a descendant of the Chashmonaim, the kings. He said, Exactly, that's what Shmuel said. Anybody who claims lineage from the Chashmonaim, we know he's a slave. So he said to Rav Nachman, don't you agree with the ruling that a Tamin Chacham who quotes a halacha, who teaches a halacha, we only listen to him if it's before it becomes a practical thing. But if it's after a practical thing, then, and it affects him, we don't listen to him because we're afraid that maybe he's uh, fudging it a little bit for his own benefit. So I'm really ha'ikar of matna dekai kavati. So Rav Yehuda said, Rav Matna agrees with me. I'm not making this up. Rav Matna agrees with me that Shmuel said that anybody who claims lineage from Beit Chashmonai is an Eved. And let's hear, Rav Matna lochazil Nahardeya Shani. For 13 years he wasn't in Nahardeya. Hahu yoma ata. It happened to be that day he came back. Mabra. said way back then when he had one foot on the banks of the river and one foot on the, on the ferry. Yes, I remember Shmuel said, He said that thing that anybody who comes from the claims lineage from the Chashmonaim has himself an Evid. All that was left of the family was one young girl. She went up to the roof. And she yelled out, Anybody who claims lineage from the Chashmonaim, because I'm the last one and I'm about to kill myself. So anybody who claims that is really just an Evid of the Chashmonaim. And this is a, a story that we'll get to when we get to Bavabatra in the context of, of Herod. Uh, she may have been somebody that Herod wanted to marry, and so she killed herself. So then they announced that this fellow really is an Evan. Okay. And that very day, several Ketubot were ripped up in Nahardea because people found out that they were, they would claim to be from the Chashmonaim or Avadim, and the marriages were dissolved. So when this fellow left the Beit, people from the town came after him to stone him. This guy who had made trouble for Rav Yehuda. So he said to them, If you're silent, fine. I'll tell you what Shmuel said. There's two families in Ardea. One is called, as it were, the Dove House, and the other is called, as it were, the Raven House. That's their name. And I'll point out that the family called the Veorvati is really a Tame family. Just like the, their bird. 
So then they dropped all of the rocks out of their hands. And the, and the river uh, that was there got damned as a result of all the rocks that fell in. then made an announcement in Pumadita. These two guys are slaves. He's a mamzer. This guy, he was a slave, and he was so proud, he refused to take a get shichur. Machis Rav Mechuza, then Rav announced in Mechuza, Bloy, Dinoi, Tloy, Maloy, Zagoy, all of these names, Kulam Lifsol. These are evidently family names, and he's saying these are all family names of families that are, uh, that are, uh, that are, that are Pasul, either that or they're small little, uh, town, uh, hamlets. All of these people, these, all these families that he listed, um, are all towns where uh, where the people are netinim. They're identifying who the psulei kohakala. He said, everybody living in that town are avadim. There were either 400 or 4,000 avadim, that king, they all ended up somehow marrying into the kuhuna. Any coin you meet who's brazen is really a descendant of that slave. We can't do anything halachically about it, but just to know. And all of them um, uh, sit in the, uh, in the in the famous robe of Hardei in the in the Pumbadita Yeshiva. Um, <coughs> And that entire position opposes Rabbalazar. Rabbalazar, Imraita Kohen, Bazut Metzach. You see a brazen Kohen, Alterachrav. Don't think he's not a Kohen. Shemavamech, Kimrve Kohen. The nation is contentious like Kohanim. Because Kohanim are naturally contentious, and therefore it's not because of foreign blood that got in. Back to that theme. It testifies about all the Shvatim that they're miuchas, but he's out. What's a dutli Israel? When they are properly married, meaning that they married proper women. He only puts it on proper families that have proper yichus. I'll be a god from mishpachot Yisrael. Not just all of Yisrael, to the families of Israel. What's that mean? This is an advantage of born Yisrael over Gerim. Yisrael, it says, I'll be their God, they'll be my nation. What does it say about Gerim? Right, so first, you'll be my nation, then I'll be your God. Gerim are difficult for Yisrael, like a like a piece like a sapacha. One of them are wrote in the Gerim. They'll attach themselves to Beit Yaakov. One of the Nagaim is called Sapachat. This reflects one of the divergent approaches that courses throughout Chazal about our attitude towards Gerim. There certainly are very different approaches also. Uh, when he will ultimately distill the Shvatim and clarify who's who, 
Shivto shalavim atar tchila. He will first uh, distill the levim. Shenemar v'yashav mitzareif mitahar kesef v'tihar bnei levi zikakol tam kezam chesef. He will distill and refine them like gold and silver. Vayulad nolam egishemin chabitz takan. They will then offer proper korbanot. Shemalevi kesef mitahar mamzerim. Kesef has a way of being mitahar mamzerim, meaning mamzerim who somehow are able to marry in, they get lost. Shenemar shav mitzareif mitahar kesef, like refining money. Did a kindness with Israel that if a family gets mixed in, it ultimately mixes in, and we never know about it, and kind of stays that way. Okay, we'll pause at this point and continue with our analysis of the relationship between the Yuchsim and Babel and Eretz Yisrael. In the next podcast, in the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.